Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run Eat Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Adrian Haslett, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 222 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Oh, I'm just so grateful. The last few episodes, the late summer that we've had with some amazing guests on our show. It really has been wonderful. Well, the to, entire summer, actually. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, late in the summer. I guess it is late in the summer now. You know, we've had the chance to really dive deep with Adrian, and it was just fantastic. And I know that we're not normally a an interview show. You know, we pepper them in. We get them when we can. But, sure. you know, we are... That's just not our normal stock and trade, but I enjoy doing them. And I enjoy that we've been able to bring some pretty amazing people to. I think they bring unique perspectives and knowledge, tips, tricks, inspiration. And it's wonderful. Absolutely. So we're really lucky and thankful. So to all of our guests that we've had. Fitz. Come on. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. Great interview there. Just so positive. And the Boston race director himself, Dave McGilvery. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And this is also- amazing. It's also a little bit of hero worship on our part. Oh, for me. For both of us. Everybody knows this. And for us to get the opportunity to do that, to share it with all of you, and to hopefully get them talking about things that you're really interested in, we're just very appreciative of that. We're thankful to them, and we're thankful to you that you Mm. guys keep coming back and listening each week. Entertainment, inspiration for your long run, or the so much of our training is done in the heat of the summer 
in the Runcation Nation. Yes. And speaking of which, you know, the reason we're talking about all this is because we've been listening back to these episodes as we've been doing mm. some of our training in that summer heat. Mm. And we're going to be talking this week about training in the run segment as we yeah. are getting ready. We're getting geared up for the fall races. We have a early fall, pre-fall, late summer race coming very soon. Late, late summer. September? Is that summer? I'm not no. good at this. I it's it's in Florida. It's I don't, still in the 90s. It's well, yes. Feels like summer. Okay, according to the weather, I guess it is. So you're right. I don't know what is September. Is that fall? A great song. <laughs> yes, it is. That's what it is. And we're not going to play it because we Copyright don't want to run afoul of the, of the our copyright overlords. Whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah, so we, we have an inaugural race coming up that I'm super excited about. Now, that one, I I think, is fall because it's an October date. Okay. So. Is October technically fall? Yes. I know that's when pumpkin spice lattes return. But Didn't they start up just this week? I believe they start tomorrow, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But. I don't know. I go by how hot it is outside. To me, it doesn't turn. Then really. it's not fall until December. I know. We have a skewed view of things here in Florida, folks. <laughs> For but, us, it's not until December, January then. The first day of the autumn equinox is Thursday, September 22nd. Okay. All right. So I guess our, our first fall race is coming up. That's going to be an inaugural I suspect it's still going to be quite warm in oh, yeah. clear water. And it's going to be our very first rock and roll half marathon. I'm looking Never forward. Never experienced that kind of weekend? No, but we are looking very forward to experiencing a rock and roll mm -hmm. run, which we've not done yet. We Absolutely. have been on a previous episode to Clearwater, specifically Clearwater Beach. Yeah. And, and neighboring... Towns. Yeah, yeah, and area towns in that area. We are hoping to not only, you know, maybe check back in on an old favorite, but also bring you guys some brand new stuff yeah. for that race. But we're gearing up for that. And of course, as mm. we head into late, now we have it officially late <laughs> fall, I guess. I think he wants to kill me. No, <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's still shorts and flip-flops weather here until like middle of November. I think December. Yes. There have been shorts and flip-flops Christmases here. Yeah. But without socks. No. No. I'm, no socks. I'm not there yet. Okay. Where I wear socks with flip-flops. Right. That's a fashion statement. I might have, there may have been times where I may have walked a dog with socks and Crocs. But is that acceptable? Absolutely is that not. A hashtag? <laughs> it's not acceptable, but it's happened. Usually it's what, 4 a.m.? No one sees you. That's that's the it's whole fine. point. It's me, the dogs, and the occasional wild animal. Much I, like when we begin our super long runs that we are heading into as part of our training in September. Yes, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. The eating and drink portion, though, is mm -hmm. going to be an opportunity for us to cover something that we don't normally do on the show. We don't normally cover a lot of chains. True. 
We've done our fair share, but. But typically. Typically. Places we we cover for food and drink Mm -hmm. tend to be owner proprietor, owner operator, mom and pop establishments. Typically, not always. But we had the opportunity. Local. Yeah, local spots. Fair. Local spots. But every now and then, a Mm. chain stands out. And we cover them. And this is one we've been meaning to get to for quite some time on numerous people's recommendation. Not only Entirely friends true. of mine from work, but also members of the Runcation Nation have solidly recommended Shoeless Steakhouse. Ooh. And I like that we're doing this one because they have locations in Chicago, Illinois, Houston, Texas. Richmond, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Naples, Florida, Orlando, Florida. And I'm guessing it's a modified location inside of our airport in Fort Myers. Yes. I'm guessing certain menu items are not exactly the same. And I believe that they have other locations in other airports as well. Mm. So... This is an opportunity for us to cover a chain that has some nationwide reach and provide you an opportunity to consider this as an option, you know, when looking for delicious food and tasty beverages. I am still dreaming about all that we had. Yes. At this place. But before we get into the running, eating and drinking, of course, we have to do some shout outs. We do. It's so true. The first one is not a running related shout out. It's a special congratulations to Kristen Seneviva Iavine, who she did all the hard work, met all the challenges, passed the test, and is a certified EMT and fellow coffee lover, but Certified EMT. Seriously, congratulations. That's some hard work. We applaud you. Now, that's not our only shout out, of course. We have Jessica Lynn O'Keefe and Kelly Anderson, along with their friend Lisa, who this weekend in a whirlwind trip. Oh, yeah. Which I was very jealous of. They... Mm. jetted up to Asheville, North Carolina to do the Asheville Half Marathon. And it was whirlwind because they went on Friday night, ran the whole thing, and then they were back, I think, on Saturday night? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Crazy. Now, I might have wanted to have a little more time in Asheville. I would. It's a beautiful city. I've been there once. And, you know, you got the Biltmore State, you have Mm. an amazing food scene there and a microbrew scene in Asheville that some say is second to none. You need more time. I think you need more time. But nonetheless, I love that effort, that, you know, drive to to go get it it in, get it done. We're very proud of you. That is... Get that state in and your quest for all the states. Exactly. That's amazing. Congratulations there. But they aren't the only ones who had some travel shenanigans. Darlene. Oh, wait. Oh. Congratulations, ladies. 
We got to get like a stadium. One. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah, on yeah. it. And finally, we have a congratulations to Darlene. And uh, she is also in a quest for the 50 states. And she checked off Nebraska at the Nebraska State Fair Half Marathon. And she wore Run, Eat, Drink podcast swag, too. And I would like to get a report from Darlene to make sure that the Run, Eat, Drink podcast scientists in our labs are accurate in their estimates for speed improvements of 17 to 22% when wearing any of our swag. Yeah. Darlene, let us know. Give us a call. 941-677-2733. We can't <laughs> hate to, wait to hear your report. Congratulations, too. Absolutely. And, of course, you rock. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, fancy. <laughs> we do really appreciate you wearing your Runny Drink Podcast swag and representing us at that race. I do recall that she had some travel hiccups. Yes. So and I, was I felt glad. for her really. Yeah. But I was glad to see she got back home safely. And I know that she was enjoying a delicious looking home cooked meal uh, mm -hmm. first day back. So good job, Darlene. For anyone who would like a shout out on the show, it doesn't matter what it is. If you've had, if you've achieved a major goal, running related or not, if somebody else in the Runcation Nation has achieved something and you feel like that person deserves a shout out, hey, send it to us. Info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. You could attach a little audio file and we could play it on the show or you could send us a written shout out and we will read it to celebrate the accomplishment. Yes, but you can always go old school and call us at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733 and leave us a voicemail. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and tell us that shout out. And yeah. we will get you on the show and make you Runcation Nation famous. Let's talk running. Let's talk running, shall we? Because... We're training for that rock and roll Clearwater Half Marathon, as well as the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend at Disney. Mm -hmm. Two back-to-back, -back, I say back-to-back, -back, two races in Florida. One is an inaugural that we've never done. Like I mentioned, we've never been to a rock and roll. And we've been eyeballing rock and roll events for how long now? Really, mm. probably since the very beginning. Yeah. Because I think our very first race expo, they had a booth at one of the Disney uh, I races. think you're right. I think you're right. And Jennifer Hall, fun size Jen on Instagram, is the one who finally got us to commit. And I don't even know how it is. Yeah, she told us in one of our live streams about yep. it. We jumped on, we looked at it, and we're like, ooh, yeah, this looks great. And I don't know how we missed it. Like, we, like it, it, thankfully, thank you, Jen, for letting us know because I, I had not heard about that one until yeah. you told us. Yeah. And of course, we're going to be returning to the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend at Disney. That's our, I think, going to be our one run Disney event for this year. Well, for 2022. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yes. I see yeah. Amy smiling. So this tells me that the wheels are turning already for 2023. Uh-huh. Wine and dine it's is... Our, it's, it's our thing. It's our thing. It's tradition. It's thing. And of course, it fits so perfectly into the brand. So uh-huh. how could we not do that one? So we just, we have to do it. And we are doing, what do you call it? A reconnaissance mission for JoJo. Because, you know, she has that Detroit Free Press. That's her St. Jude race. Yes. And she has selected her costume yeah, for that race. Yeah, shout out Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. I can't Let's wait say, to see I it. I can't wait. And we are doing the reconnaissance at the Wine and Dine because she said it may be in contention for her St. Jude race for next year. Uh-huh. For the next one. Excellent. Or in the future. And uh, we just want to bring you all of the features and benefits of that race weekend with us. Oh, absolutely. Now, they... This is unrelated. Run Disney, I believe yesterday released, they did their medal release for the upcoming 2023 marathon weekend. We got a chance to see those medals. We posted it in both the Runcation Nation Facebook group, as well as our Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. Check those out if you haven't seen them, if you're considering, can you still register for that one? Not sold out. Sold out. Okay. These are are 90s themed. As far as I remember. Lots of neon, really cool designs. I'm hopeful that our marathon or excuse me, our wine and dine medals are going to be as cool. I don't know. I haven't seen them yet. Okay. Have they released them? That's a good question. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I don't think they have. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I released them. Like, have know. they released them? Because the marathon weekend is 2023. After, it is, but that is the big, it's, it sounds yeah, weird. It's sold out. Right, the marathon weekend is sold out. Yeah. Marathon weekend sold out. That is their biggest, Uh, run Disney events. So they tend to give it the most love and the most promotion. And they make the biggest deal out of the medal reveal for that one. You know, we just have, we haven't seen the wine and dine medals yet. And now Amy is turning the, are uh, you ready? She's turning the computer to face me and showing me what the medals are going to look like. I am bling driven. I'm trying to motivate him in this training season right now. We're talking about the culmination of our fall season. Mm-hmm. So here we go, Dana. Okay. Run Disney reveals medals for 2022. Wine and dine half marathon weekend. And here, right here, is the 5K. Okay. Yeah. 5K, and of course, the the photo that they're showing, of course, is taken against the Ziggurat in Mexico around the World Showcase, and this has a... Easier moment during the 2022 Wine and Dine 5K celebrating Disney Pixar's Coco. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Coco-themed metal. Yeah. That's cute. I like the little, the guitars. And, and it looks like a metal, like a metallic metal for are the they 5K. guitars? Yes, those are guitars. Okay. The whole metal is shaped like a guitar, and then it has two crossed guitars mm. on it. That is really sharp. I like it. I like, I'm not musically inclined or talented. I can't, I love music. I love to play it in my ears while I'm running, but I can't, I don't know. You were very specific. I like to play it in my ears. <laughs> Well, I like to play it in the car, too. Shut up. (laughs) Okay, fine. Moving on to your motivation for the 10K, which we are also registered for. Let's read. 
So it's the Disney Wine and Time 10K, and it is Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, excellent. Yes. So you may need to do some movie watching. These do look great. And uh, number three. Yes. The appears to be Soul. The Half Marathon. Yes. Disney Pixar's Soul. And the Soul of Jazz and American Adventure exhibit found in the American Adventure Pavilion. Nice. Yeah. And then there is the Two Course Challenge. The Two Course Challenge is not a spinner. No. But it opens up. It opens up and reveals the genie from Aladdin. The original genie from Aladdin. Mm -hmm. The animated Aladdin. Which? Very cool. I love. Now, that's, that is one of my favorite Disney movies right there. And I certainly hope that we can earn them all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, I'm very pleased that our medals are going to be awesome. Yes. But. Well, yes. So that's the later race that we're <laughs> training for. But uh, yeah, so it's been all about training, heat, avoidance of the worst of the heat, and avoidance of the lightning here. We've had just rocking summer mm-hmm. thunderstorms on an absolutely daily basis here. And they're not usually in the summer. We have them in the afternoon, but they've been happening at unexpected times. Oh yeah. 6 a.m. this morning. Was not expecting that as we were heading out and all of a sudden crack boom. I'm like, mm. nope, time to go back inside. <laughs> Luckily I had done a training run yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I chose to cross train with some yoga. Good call. Mm-hmm. Very good call. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing and what I'm doing for the actual training plan. We are currently up to 11 miles. It was completed. our longest mm-hmm. training run thus far for distance. Yes. And then that is, we're, we're doing a Galloway Method training program where we have two days a week of short runs, one day a week of long runs. And those short runs can be 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, 30 to 45 minutes. And that is where we typically are doing our interval work mm-hmm. and or speed work. And then the long run is you can certainly do your intervals if you want to. But the main focus for the long run is total time on your feet and total distance traveled. You can actually, according to Jeff Galloway, our coach and America's coach, you can actually walk the whole thing and Mm -hmm. you get the same benefit. benefit. Now, I have a particular aversion to being on my feet on a run more than three, three and a half hours. So... There, there comes a point for me where I'm like, I got to run or, you know, just to get off my feet. But you can go longer than that if you want to. What have you been doing for your short runs? Generally, I've been wanting to go for 45 minutes and I've been getting up early enough and avoiding the weather to be able to do that for the most part. And I've been working on cadence drills and acceleration gliders on one of the days. And those are drills that Jeff has assigned me in past training cycles. And also has said, you should put them in wherever you can to help. They're like form drills. Yeah. Cadence drills are an exercise that that increases the turnover 
of your feet. And the acceleration glider helps you transition smoothly from your run segment to your walk segment and back. Yeah. So the cadence drill for me, what I've been doing is, but I've heard him in charge running, do it for different lengths of time. I've been choosing 30 seconds and in the cadence drill, I'll see how many footfalls I can get in that 30 seconds Mm -hmm. on just on one foot. And then you're trying to beat that and Mm -hmm. increase that for each one for each one. So I'll do four, six, eight of those. And then I'll do four, six, eight, one of one of those numbers, depending on how I'm feeling and whether my IT band is aggravated, I will do acceleration gliders in that same number which I set the timer for 30 seconds. I'll set the watch for 30 seconds and I'll start quickly walking. Then I'll gradually speed up. I'll get to race pace and then glide and decelerate just on that momentum. Yeah. And we've talked about these on several episodes and then we've done some in-depth discussion of them actually, I believe with Jeff on an episode as well. And early in the podcast, mm-hmm. we he's talked about them in a running school, but he's also posted videos on YouTube out there actually demonstrating them as well. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So we can link to those in the show notes so that people can can find everything at jeffgalloway.com. Yes, they can find everything at, at jeffgalloway.com to explain all the different parts and pieces of his training plan. And we highly recommend it. So if, look, we wanted to make sure that everybody who might be joining us, right, you know, relatively new to the Runcation Nation, you know, we use the Run, Walk, Run method. I'm wondering if anybody else out there does those drills. They probably do something similar. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that is a great way to to train that increased rate because a lot of people will do it on treadmills. You know, where they'll yeah. get the treadmill up to a speed, hold sure. it for a certain amount of time and jump off, slow the treadmill down and then, you know, do the same thing over and over. I just like to do them outside because in the end, I'm going to be outside running the miles anyway within the race. I don't want to do I want to do as little as possible on the treadmill as I can. And I know that it has been a valuable tool as far as weather can go in both winter and in summer for people. Sure. And I don't blame them. I just think that it's it, it creates a false expectation in my mind. I seem to run further, faster, better, more, <laughs> everything on the treadmill. Then yeah. I get out on the road and the road just humbles me. So I'm trying to do it out there on the road and not on the treadmill. And we don't have a treadmill here at home right now. Not yet. So... I do that. And then on the opposite day, if I just need to run out there by, I, I just need to set an interval and go, I'll do that. Or I'll use that time in that second short run to do some drills, like some 400, some, and, and see if I can do them in a certain amount of time with different intervals. It's my day to play with, different run walk run intervals and find what's going to work for me at this point in time because every training cycle is different every race training season prep season is you can be 
handling different factors or challenged by different things, whether injury or stressors in your life. It just depends on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I always like to play with them because I can remember back when we used to go out to the California races to do the Avengers themed uh, Disneyland races. I would do like a 740 and that would work. Right. But seven seconds running, 40 seconds walking. Mm -hmm. But at different races, different ones, you terrain and temperature and oh, it just all depends. those things factor in. Sure. Uh, on, rest on race day. You mm -hmm. know, so those are the things that I'm doing in addition to the long ones on the weekends. And it's every other weekend for a long one. And the ones that are the shorter ones are just, hey, get three or four miles in, or I can do some 800s. Yeah. And what Amy's talking about is we'll have like the 11 miles that we did was not this past Sunday as we're posting the show in the feed, but the Sunday before, mm -hmm. two days ago, Sunday, we did four miles. Yeah. Or we'll do 800s, which is half mile. Let me be clear. Total of four miles for you. I just did four miles. Mm -hmm. You were doing the 800s to for time. Mm -hmm. It just depends. Yeah. So on the short weekends, I'll do one or the other. You? I've been playing more with intervals. And it's not that I don't know which one I like, but I like, like you, I like to see what has changed for me mm -hmm. in, in terms of fitness, in terms of injury. I am still nursing some tendonitis in my left Achilles. It's not as bad as it was. I've been doing some strengthening exercises, but it's still not a hundred percent, but like a typical runner. What does that mean when you have an injury and it's not 100%? That means keep running, just modify it a little bit and train around it as best uh -huh. you can. So that's what I've been doing, but I wanted to play with some intervals. I like, you know, I tend to like some of the shorter intervals. I, you know, I've done, you know, one to one where I've done like a minute on, a minute off. I've done, you know, it seems so long. That's how we started. I know. <laughs> but what we have found is, as long as you're getting the interval, uh, the uh, the ratio to where your body likes it, mm. you can actually go faster doing a shorter run interval. And I've done some live streams in the past where I've demonstrated that and mm -hmm. shown people just how much you can get accomplished doing something as small as a five-second run interval every minute. So 555. Mm. So I was playing with some of the shorter intervals this week. I did 555. 1050s, 1545s, 2040s, 2535s, and got up to 3030s. Wow. Yeah, just playing around with each one of them. The 3030 being the one-to-one -one ratio, that one in this heat was, uh, that was one I probably should have started with instead of ended with. Mm. But yeah, you know, it's, it, for me right now, I'm still floating around that 15 second, 45 second setup, the one to three ratio. So I like that one. I recover very well from that one. Mm. And for me, count that 20, like in 15 seconds, I'm trying to get a minimum of 22 to 23 footfalls. And I, I can easily yeah. get that if not a little bit more. And I'm not overdoing it. And on those days where I'm, 
taking the dogs with me for the run. As long as they've, you know, we don't have any bunnies <laughs> in the neighborhood that they decide to go chase all of a sudden. They do pretty well with that transition. So I don't end up having the dogs fighting me and saying, why are we running so long? You know, <laughs> or it's too much transition for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I try to take them if we're doing short runs. I try to take them you know, if it's three miler, I'll try to take them and get them tired out. You know, it makes the day go by pretty quick and, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Sometimes though, when, you know, like for my long run this week for the four miler, I didn't want to bring them and I just wanted to play a little bit and do some of the um, experimentation. Sure. So all in all feeling pretty good. I'm, I think I'm going to stick with that, probably that one to three ratios where I'm gravitating towards still. And then I'm going to focus this week ahead of our next long, long run. I'm going to focus on some more strengthening of my calves and to work on that Achilles a little Mm. bit. Well, I'm going to keep on doing my yoga for runners and Fitz's strength training YouTube videos for runners Mm -hmm. so that I can work on that on days that are not running days. Very nice. I need to get back on on the yoga mat to have fallen off of that from the last couple of weeks. I do miss that. I can feel the difference. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely got to happen. Mm. Now, coming up, we do have a pretty substantial long run this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. What does it take us up to? Mm. Upcoming. I believe that we are now at or just above a half marathon training distance, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we are. Are we at it or above it? We are at it. We're at it. 13 miles for training. Okay. The good news about doing that, and this is another key component of the Galloway method, Jeff believes in the way you push your runner's wall out is to go past your race day distance. Not everybody subscribes does that. Yes. To that philosophy. And that's okay. Danny, our dog that you just Danny heard does shake, not agree. She does not agree with that. No. She will not be running 13 miles with us. And there are different training plans that don't take you up to that. They take you to be- below, n- not quite at the distance. Yeah. Both work. You have to try what works for you. Mm -hmm. I can say with certainty that when we do a full Galloway training plan ahead of a race, it makes all the difference in the world on race day for us. Mm. So I agree. We'll have the link in the show note to jeffgalloway.com or just go check out jeffgalloway.com if you want to learn more about the plans. And uh, of course, on our own website at runeatdrink.net, there's ample information about the Galloway method and Mm -hmm. some interviews with the man himself. Please go to the website and check those out. He's a wealth of knowledge and he's amazing at sharing information freely with the members of the Runcation Nation. So check him out. Are you hungry? I am. All this talk of running has made me very hungry. Not only that, looking at the photos, looking back, getting ready to do this one. We've had this one kind of in our back pocket for a little bit and we wanted to, you know, save it. You'll hear us talk about the fact that we tend to eat six days a week. We eat Mm plant-based and then we have our day seven, which is where we go and we do things for the show uh, for, you know, for health reasons. But I will tell you that in my heart of hearts, In my soul. In your soul. I am 
a carnivore. I have no problem. I love good plant-based meals. Don't get me wrong. But I, because of delicious food at steakhouses like Shula's, I could never be, you know, full-time plant-based. I just can't. So it's it's something else. And if you've not had the opportunity to go eat at a Shula steakhouse, this is a white tablecloth dining experience. Mm. It is some place that you would go for, you know, a nice celebratory meal, a fancy date, just a a great night out. This is, you know, dark wood, Mm -hmm. classic American high end steakhouse. It is. The service is exceptional. The restaurant is beautiful. It's yeah. there's memorabilia from the Miami Dolphins and Coach Shula. Mm-hmm. It's I I loved it. I think that if you enjoy sports history, it's absolutely worth checking out. Not that this I don't want to give the impression that this is like a that there's nothing sports barship no. about this place. No, but seeing some of those classic photos of him. A little bit of memorabilia. It's done mm-hmm. in a very upscale, very classy way. Mm-hmm. You would never, you don't get the, you know, tchotchkes on the wall feel. And your waiter is certainly not showing up to your table with his 15 pieces of flair. Okay. That's not the, that is not the vibe you're going to get going to Shula's. This is, like I said, from beginning to end, just a upscale experience. And you're going to, I think, come away with one of the best steakhouse meals that you could ask for. From the, from the time that we were greeted at the host stand, Ma- you got to make a reservation now. I'll, I'll say that because you don't. Yeah, just it's a like you said, upscale type of dining experience. Yes. And the particular location that we went to was the Shoeless Steakhouse on the Walt Disney World property, we were actually on a trip for our anniversary with and some it was friends. The Dolphin Hotel. At the Dolphin Hotel. Now, the Dolphin is considered a Walt Disney or an Epcot mm-hmm. resort. Mm-hmm. However, it is actually owned and operated, I believe, by Marriott. Marriott. So it, it's independent of the Disney premium hotels. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the food itself. You know, we opted, I think, I'd call this a very classic. American Steakhouse. We have talked about that category before. Classic American Steakhouse. We, we opted for a very classic meal. We did. And we started our meal with one of my absolute favorites, which is French onion soup. It was recommended to us by Meg, patron of the show. Main Street Miles Meg. Mm-hmm. And... The French onion soup is caramelized onions and croutons in a rich beef broth with Gruyere and provolone cheese. And that comes in at $14. You it's huge. presented with this enormous crock mm-hmm. of soup that's just encased in this bubbly, toasty, caramelized shell Jeez. of melty... <laughs> Gooey, delicious cheese. Oh, those are two of my favorite cheeses, by the way. Gruyere gives you this creaminess, and mm. the provolone gives you this mild smokiness. I loved the meltiness, and there's a picture in the 
episode artwork of the pull of the cheese. Mm-hmm. Just that awesome. Was, it's not photoshopped, by the way. Either. No. That's legit. <laughs> I don't photoshop the photos. I know. But so, I, some people might go, that's a lot. That cheese is really doing that. That cheese was really doing that. Yeah. It was super hot at the table. And I will tell you, when you have the pull and you reveal what's underneath the croutons just soaked in that rich beef broth. And there are so many onions. It's so smoky and woodsy and mildly <clears throat> sweet. So good. The saltiness, the depth of the beef broth. Mm. Uh, this is, I think, one of my top five French onion soups I've ever had. Just so good. So, so tasty. Highly recommend. And that's the way we started. Yeah. Now, that. And the bread that comes to the table, that's no slouch either. And I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to warn people, if you go there and, like you, get this and you get this and you get the bread, the bread's warm and wonderful. And you, know, you get butter. the butter there. That uh, <sighs> Everything's great. It's so easy to fill up. Sure. So we made a point of going hungry and, you know, spacing out, like not having a lot, anything to eat for quite some time before we went there because we had to ha have an actual steak. And this was our day seven. We're having a steak. We tend to go for, uh, I know a lot of people love filet. Sure. I, it's tender. I, there, there's a lot to like about filet. Sure. Like you said, the tenderness. For me, that's not my normal go-to for no. steaks. I think you've you are a meat and potatoes girl. I am. And I think that you know what I love. A ribeye. And this was called the 22-ounce cowboy ribeye, and we split it. Yes. Because 22 ounces, this thing is huge. The 22-ounce ribeye is $75, and this is a – all of their mm. items are a la carte. Mm. So mm. you have this gigantic piece of meat mm -hmm. with just amazing marbling, the bone – you know, uh, it's basic. Uh, uh. It's basically a tomahawk. You know, and I think that you. Get Although they have one on the menu. That, yeah, they have a full tomahawk, which is <laughs> I want to say that's a forty-two. A, a forty-two. Yeah. Yeah. The basically, this is the baby tomahawk. Yeah. And I think that you get so much for the bang for your buck in this one. Yep. And even our waiter even said he goes, "Really, this one is amazing." And mm -hmm. you know, if you're getting other things to eat with it. You know, this is plenty. And you could get a signature sauce. You could get the Bernays, the Hollandaise, the horseradish cream, or the Berblanc. I don't, I just felt like I wanted the steak on its own. Me too. Yeah, we've recently done some steakhouses and we've done sauces yeah. with the steaks. I wanted to just have the experience of the beef itself. Mm -hmm. I like ribeye for its tenderness. And because of that intramuscular fat, you get so much additional flavor. It's so buttery and just 
meat, meaty. It, I, I enjoyed this steak and it was cooked perfectly. Whatever you ask them to do, it's going to come out just perfectly. Yes. Oh, so yeah. I, I thought the perfect, you can get different sides there. Jumbo asparagus spears, broccoli, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, spinach, sautéed or cream, creamed, caramelized Brussels sprouts, sautéed mushrooms. But we opted for the baked potato. Yes. And this baked potato could feed the whole table. This was, the, this potato. That's <laughs> huge. was a mutant. It was enormous. It was like eating a football. It was perfect to share. It was. Perfect I'm to share. I'm not saying that like a, a bad thing. I'm just, it's amazing. These, the sides of the potato we got. What I really liked though, was how the accompaniments came alongside of the baked potato the baked potato itself came plain and it there was a whole there was a dish that was divided and it had the shredded cheddar sour cream bacon and chive just in separate little squares and it was just so much of it you could you know how sometimes you'll get at a restaurant a side of sauce and it will be just so minuscule or just a little plastic cup of sour cream mm -hmm. and you will need more because the side, the potato is so big, you will need more and thus you will have to usher back over your server and ask. <laughs> and, you know, this just the cheese, the sour cream, the bacon, the chives. It, it was all just in abundance. Yes. You could dress the potato however you wanted, and you did not have to ask for additional condiments. Did you know that there are some people out there that cut a piece of the potato off, and then they dress each piece as they eat it? I did not. I've seen this. Have you? I have. I didn't really know what I was seeing at the time. I've never seen anybody do that. Didn't realize what I was watching. I was like, that seems like a lot of work. Really? I personally okay. like a fully dressed potato. I want yeah. everything. I want to everything. combine everything, yeah. mix it all in there. And yeah, I just like the perfect bite. And so. that really between those three things, that <sighs> was the meal that gave us, it gave us a great opportunity to experience i think the classics mm. the mainstays of yeah. a classic american steakhouse we got to enjoy this upscale environment and i agree with you the steak was perfectly uh. cooked i believe that they probably do like a sous vide method and then a reverse sear oh so that they get that nice crust on the outside of the steak because so you had good. perfect cook temperature all the way through and the potato was absolute perfection enormous and us sharing the steak and the potato was plenty plenty oh. so we each did our have our own soup but we did share the rest so no. <laughs> it was a get your own moment it was all fantastic so the recommendations mm. we got i was gonna say i think that you and i are in agreement this is a this is an absolute yeah. winner for and us 
I think they told us that the New York Strip was phenomenal as well. So Yeah, I think that if you're going out to a steakhouse, filet is, for me, like I said, it has a lot going forward in terms of tenderness. I don't think it's the most flavorful cut you're going to get. And if you're not going to get that, if you're looking for something a little less fatty than a ribeye, a New York Strip's a great way to go. Mm -hmm. And theirs is apparently delicious. I want to return to have a different cut of meat or some of the other appetizers that we saw on the menu. Yeah. And like we said at the top of the show, Shula's does have locations across the continental United States. There are also smaller Shula's locations in some airports as well. You know, we haven't been to that one yet, but it looks interesting. I think that those locations tend to gravitate more towards the handheld items. Oh, we'll have to see. You know, we may check those out the next time we're flying out of RSW. Mm. But the next time we go back to the Dolphin, I really want to have the thick cut bacon appetizer. I saw that go to a table. Bourbon, honey, glaze, tomato, jam, cheddar, grits, white cabbage, and fennel slaw. What? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that go to a table and I'm like, oh my gosh. But again, the problem was going to be, we were going, you're going to fill up and you're going to feel just awful at the end of the meal. I wanted to, you know, feel great at the end of the meal and be ready to go out and enjoy more, you know, there on the Disney property. And I think that a splitting... A 22-ounce ribeye smart. was smart. Yeah. So I did not come away from that meal feeling like I was left wanting. But when you have a meal like that, it is important to wash it down with a tasty beverage. But before we go Indeed. on, <laughs> we want to thank all of our patrons for supporting the show. You've enabled us to improve our equipment and make the show even better as we start our sixth year. In fact, we are recording on brand new mics from Rode. Because of you. That's why we sound so buttery smooth. Yay. If you're a patron, thank you. And if you're not and you want some bonus content like behind the scenes footage that'll give you a good laugh. Yes. Uh, hopefully from time to time. Check out patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Or if you're in the Podbean ecosystem, tap the button in the top of the screen. And that takes you to their patron program. All the same levels of patronage are right there for our Podbean users as well. Our show will always be free, but if you want more, join us, check out the different levels and become a patron today. And as always, thank you to everyone who supports the Runny Drink podcast. So I'm going to tell you right now, Mm. we could almost have a sub podcast where we cover nothing but classic American steakhouses. That is so true. I think they're a genre unto themselves and they then did kind of the test of culinary time. But yeah, part of that experience is the cocktail game. Sure. And I think that a place like Shula's, which is a <laughs> high end white tablecloth dining experience it's is going to have a high end so cocktail. Good. game, And Shula's did not disappoint. We got two bourbon-based beverages. We did. And I know. Well, I well, I, there's an argument there. Uh, I, okay. I, I don't think you could technically. I know Fine. they get lumped together, but technically rye is not bourbon. Okay, it's not bourbon. 
So we it's got bourbon adjacent. So let me start over. We got <laughs> two whiskey based beverages. There you go. How about that? That sounds great. I know bourbon has like five criteria and all of that. And 51% so, corn. So whiskey, we got two whiskey based beverages. We did one that was called the new fashioned, which was knob Creek single barrel bourbon. One of my favorites. Amaro Montenegro, brown sugar, Angostura bitters, orange bitters, and cherry bitters. Mm. You want to start on this one or should I? I think it was the sweeter of the two. Yes. And I really do enjoy Knob Creek in terms of a bourbon. Oh, yes. And Knob Creek Single Barrel has, number one, it's 120 proof. So let's start there. That one will... Pack a punch. Pack a punch. So these are sippers for sure. Yeah. And we were fortunate to be on the Disney property and not having to drive. Which is excellent. It was excellent. And that bourbon has such a spicy bite to it because you've got the rest of its mash bill. You know, of course, 51% corn, but you do have some other things in there, you know, rye and the other grains give it some flavor that pushes through any mixers and complements the other ingredients very nicely. Even though there were several other ingredients. Yeah. The Amaro is like a, like a, mm, almost a slightly floral mm -hmm. uh, aperitif. Yeah. That you sometimes will digestive. see a digestif that's often served, mm. you know, after a meal. Yeah. I just think it highlighted the sweet notes and the slight smokiness of the Knob Creek. Mm -hmm. And I say that because our second beverage took number one first place in terms of smokiness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it certainly ought to. You're talking about the Dark Cherry Smoked Manhattan, and this one has Bullet Rye Whiskey, Cherry Hearing, Lilit Blanc, Angostura Bitters, and it is smoked with Applewood chips. I thought the presentation alone is worth ordering this drink. This one absolutely not only had an amazing flavor, but it also had that stage presence. Because it came to the table, and you have to imagine, it's in a whiskey glass, right? Mm -hmm. And it has a top to it, a wooden coaster, if you will, if you imagine that with an S for Shulas. Mm -hmm. And it has trapped the smoke inside, the smoked with applewood chips. It's got the smoke inside. So it comes to the table. You lift off the coaster like top and the smoke comes out of the glass. Kind of pours over the edges of the glass. Oh, so that you get just that sweeter smoke from the applewood chips. So it's not just smoke you're getting though. And that's what I loved about this. Now, I am a fan. A lot of people, they say ryes are too spicy. I 
I think it just depends. And Bullet does an amazing job with their rye. I think it's a very approachable rye for people that are looking to have something that's a sipper and mm. that has enough flavor without being overbearing to use right. in cocktails. This one had a sweetness and a smokiness, and there was balance to the whole thing. Yeah. There was no one ingredient that took over that made it more heavy handed. And that's hard to do with smoke. It is. It very much is. It's also, these are two drinks that used, uh, you know, like an aperitif, that Lulet Blanc, same thing. It has more floral notes and can be overpowering. Oh, yeah. And they balanced it really well. Yeah. I've also had a couple of cocktails in the past with cherry hearing and mm-hmm. that that comes through without making the cocktail taste like like a cough syrup or a jar of cherry a jar like a jar of maraschino cherries mm-hmm. exactly and it doesn't have a fake or cherry candy flavor it has a like a deep real cherry flavor like the fruit yeah the essence of the fruit so I I want to say this was my favorite of the two, but I love them both for different reasons. I was yeah. going to say, I think they're both great. I do think yours had the stage presence and had that presentation element fun. that mine did not. So fun. So, yeah, they were both winners. Yeah. And if we had swapped, I, I don't think that it would have mattered. We well, would have both we, we enjoyed. I know, but but like neither one of us went, man, I should have ordered that one. No, no disappointment in either one. It's those are expensive beverages for celebrations. Yeah. We mentioned prices on the food with the beverages. The new fashion came in at $18 and the dark cherry smoked Manhattan was $16. So, when you say that they are sippers, that they're meant to be enjoyed, they are, we, we enjoyed these throughout the meal and that's, we just had the one beverage. That was it. The one beverage each. That was it. So I would have them again. If you don't, if whiskey is not your thing. I was going to say, were there some other items on the drink menu that you wish we had tried? If whiskey is not your thing and you prefer vodka, there's a blueberry martini. And you love blueberry. I do. I am a sucker for blueberry. Pearl blueberry vodka, cranberry juice, house sour, sweet blueberries. Yeah. See, I think blueberry works better in cocktails than it tends to in beer. I've had a couple of beers that were okay that were blueberry flavored, but sometimes it ends up having a taste like blueberry cereal. (laughs) There is, if you are a gin person, if you prefer a gin-based beverage, there are a couple- There are a couple of them that are, there's a cucumber Collins with Hendrix gin. So that's going to be very floral or not floral, earthy. Yeah. I mean, Hendrix is a cucumber based gin. Yeah. Cucumber mint and fresh lemon. But if that's not your thing and you still like gin, there's a French 75 with Ford's gin, Prosecco and fresh lemon. And we've had a French 75 before at a different location, Mm -hmm. not not a different Shula's, but different restaurant. And it's a, tasty beverage and be interesting to try their their variation on it there is also if you like rum a daiquiri not the frozen kind oh a traditional like a hemingway daiquiri cruise on light aged rum demerara syrup and fresh lime juice 
Very nice. And there are others, too. There's a Gimlet. There's a, a Tito's Dirty Martini. There's a Paloma. There are several wines by the glass. But you're hearing these cocktail names, and this should be cueing you in. This is a classic a bar with classic cocktail menu items. They do have some new things thrown in there, but they their emphasis is on classic cocktails. I think that if you're looking for those classics, you're going to be very pleased with your options there. So again, a nice new take on the classic American steakhouse. And they have beer. Oh, of course. They ha- and have to. What I want to try the next time that we go, if we're in a beer type mood, Mm-hmm. Fins and Feathers Pale Ale, which is a collaboration between Brew Hub and the Swan and Dolphin. Oh, very nice. It's a pale ale that has an essence of grapefruit and citrus. So there's a Miami Hefeweiss, a Miami Weiss Hefeweissen. Miami Weiss, get it? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a Weiss beer, Dogfish Head, Sam Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. There's a Recorderling Cider. So they have some things that you see throughout. But also, I think somebody can find something on this menu that they would enjoy. Very nice. Shula's Steakhouse. Check them out. We'll have a link to them in the show notes as well. If you're looking for that classic American steakhouse with a upscale twist, check them out. I believe it is Shula's.com. Shula's Steakhouse.com. Shula's Steakhouse. But we have a link in the show notes. There we go. That is going to do it for this week on the show. Yeah. But before we go, don't forget to please use our Amazon affiliate link at runeatdrink.net slash Amazon for all your back to school and holiday needs. It's no additional cost to you. Help support our show and we appreciate it so much. So don't forget, runeatdrink.net slash Amazon. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're run, eat, drink, pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.